From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, it didn't feel like Christmas until about, oh, what would I say, 5.30 Christmas morning? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, hell yes, Mr. Robert. Thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives his name of the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thanks for hanging out. Post-Christmas edition. Glad you can download it and hopefully uh, you survived your holiday. Had a good one at that. Ours was not too bad. A bit on the lazy side, but not bad. But yeah, 5.30 of Christmas morning, I wake up and uh, all three of them right there chomping at the bit to open up the presents, see what Santa brought them. Uh, they were excited because Santa uh, uh, ate all the cookies that were laid out and uh, drank some of the milk, skim milk, because uh, Mrs. Claus uh, wants him to lose a little weight. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it didn't feel like Christmas until today. Uh, and, and by today, I mean, you know, Christmas. I'm recording this Christmas. Um, just the whole month. I don't know if it's just because... Uh, weather's been off or i've just been you know too involved in work or whatever i just really haven't had a chance to really stop and smell the pine needles uh but today was that day and it was good to see uh, all three of my kids lana hazel and logan uh open up their gifts and enjoy their bounty uh they got some really nice stuff uh it was nice um to see my wife enjoy christmas it's usually kind of a rough time of the year for her uh God, back in 2015, just weeks after we were married, uh, about a week or so before Christmas, she lost her father. And um, it's always been difficult. And uh, this past year, uh, we, we lost our cat, Phoebe, uh, who my wife had before she met me and started dating me back. And it, that was back in 2012 uh, when we started seeing each other. And uh, to commemorate Phoebe, my wife's Christmas present, I got... Um, picture frame, little collage picture frame, and uh, put in some photos of our late cat that my wife really loved. She she loved the fact that it was from the heart. I uh, you know, and that's that's something. It, I'm not a very poetic guy. I'm I'm not. Um, it, it's hard for me to be new age male, but I also don't want to be like that. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Better go out and buy the wife a blender. I actually do put some thought into it, and I just thought that this would be a great thing for her to have and for her to hang on the wall and remember that one pet that was her ride-or-die pal. And we all have had that one pet, that one cat, that one dog uh, that just, it, it's hard to replace. You, you can't describe it. It is better than some human relationships, and so she really enjoyed that. Um and we had a great meal of steak and potatoes. I uh, got to watch a whole bunch of... A weird mix of movies today. Um, kids were over at Grandma's just around the corner. So I got to go see... Uh, I got to watch The Godfather. Um, and still one of the most brilliant movies ever made. Uh, we watched Twister. <laughs> My wife really loves Twister. Uh, we also watched uh, The Finest Hours, which was uh, Chris Pine uh, as a Coast Guard. A guy who goes and saves a whole bunch of people um, in, a, in a ship. This this is basically the anti-perfect storm where uh, the crew actually gets rescued, and then uh, we watch the first Aquaman. So it was that that was basically the gist of the night. Oh, and I got to play Pretty Pretty Princess with my daughter 
Lana. And uh, yeah, I was a good dad. I was a good dad. I did do that, but none of the jewelry would fit me because I have uh, just an enormous giant head. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. It was a, a brown, raining Christmas in these here parts in Indiana because it's been warm. It's supposed to uh, cool down again uh, this upcoming weekend. Just time for the new year for uh, people that want to go out and get drunk. Uh, but uh, Tuesday after, a blizzard hitting the plane, so things are looking to get back to normal here. Uh, another one of those don't-be-an-idiot news stories, because uh, I had the newscast on just before it came up here. Um, they uh, basically said... If you're going to dispose of your uh, your your live tree, uh, you can take it to these places. You can mulch it, uh, ship it down for mulch or whatever. But whatever you do, be sure to take the lights and ornaments off before doing so. Uh, and, and they have to say this because some lazy a hole has done this, and it, it yeah. And I just went on a big thing uh, about last couple podcasts how like it was hard for me to find our ornaments and there's a lot of sentiment. I guess some people just, you know, oh, this looks like cool crap. And then, like, uh, once the tree comes down, well, let's just get the hell rid of it. Um, so, yeah, take your stuff off if you're doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't try to put it down the garbage disposal. That might make things a little rough. All right, so uh, I tried doing, uh, last month I tried doing kind of a Thanksgiving special with my sisters and it didn't pan out. And, like I said, I still have to figure out how to make the podcast sound better if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one, uh, from a different, from a distance. Uh, that's a big reason why there isn't really a year interview here in uh, 2023 going into 2024. Last year, I did a a, a year in rock with uh, Steve Raznazzi, a, a former colleague of mine down in Kokomo, uh, who's just a big rock guy and uh, very knowledgeable about the uh, the genre. Um, but I just, I decided not to do it this year because I really don't give a shit what's really happening in rock music anymore. I've kind of uh, drifted apart from that. It's not to say that I don't enjoy rock music. It's just I've become the old man and that I have my set favorites. I mean, I have a reason. I have my theories as to why a lot of rock music sucks nowadays. Not going to get into this now. Uh, I, I might trip up and do it again down the road. But, um. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty. I'm pretty cool with what I like, and if I hear a new song I like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give that a spin on on my playlist. That's that's about it. Um, I really don't care what uh, Falling in Reverse is doing because, uh, from for my two cents, they're basically the next puddle of mud and trapped, and that's not a good thing. So that the year in review is not really happening, and it, it, I just don't really consume a lot of pop culture to begin with. Like they, you know, they have. Um, it's easy for magazines and newspapers and all that stuff to do it uh, because they're paid to do that. You know, oh, go see these ten films, go see these, uh, you know, ten shows, read these ten books, and all that. You don't have time for that. You you just want to, you know, listen, watch, read whatever the hell you want to read. And I'm I'm basically the same way. I'm in the same boat. I've got a day job. I don't get paid to do this. This is just my ship in the bottle. That's that's how I've always approached this podcast. This is not how I earn my bread and butter. Um, and I also get very distracted. So, yeah, uh, if if I see a movie that's good and worth talking about, I'll let you know. Uh, so, NFL, not a lot of good this weekend. Well, it depends on uh, what fan base you're part of. If you're like me and you're a Colts fan, you're pissed because uh, 
now they've dropped to uh, seventh in the playoff hunt. They're still barely in the wild card thing. Uh, but was this ESPN I was looking at the other day? At, yeah, Sunday after the Colts lost. Uh, where the Cleveland Browns have a 99% chance of making the playoffs. And I'll get to them here in a second. And they're the fifth seed, I believe. Colts, just go down a couple seeds, 51%. And they're fending off the likes of the Houston Texans, the Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, you know Buffalo just kind of sprung board uh, ahead of them. But uh, what, what pisses me off is there's like this three-way tie in the AFC South. If the Colts had won, if they had actually shown up in Atlanta uh, and beaten the Falcons, who are terrible, and they even look terrible beating the crap out of the Colts, hard to explain. Uh, the Colts would have had uh, a one-game lead on the AFC South because the Jags and the Texans both lost Sunday. It's, it's like you have a golden opportunity and you just can't take advantage of it. And, of course, the Colts are playing with uh, duct tape and bubble gum at this point. So maybe I'm expecting a little too much. But if you're a Browns fan and a Lions fan, you, you have a lot of reason to be happy because uh, both your teams, each of your teams, are uh, playoff bound. Uh, Browns are like 99% likely to go in the playoffs. Lions clinched uh, the NFC North. Both teams each... 10 wins, and I think this is the first time in 70 freaking years that this has happened. You have to go back to 1953, last time uh, the Col- uh, not the Colts, the Browns and the Lions each had 10 wins in the same season. I'm not sure what seal of the apocalypse just got broke here, but... Uh, very interesting stuff. Chiefs lost Christmas Day. That was cool. Um, I tried to watch that game, but as soon as Travis Kelsey made a catch, they showed uh, you know who in uh, in the viewing uh, in in the uh, booth suite, the the box suite. And I was just like, no, I don't. I'm not that desperate for football today, so I turned it off. But uh, I looked at the scores, like, yeah, that's that's good. That's great. Uh, I guess Heath had a little temper tantrum and threw his helmet. Chiefs, man, they, the, this is what's uh, interesting. I mean, they. I know a lot of people are saying there's the the, the, the curse from you-know-who. Um, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes lost his S not too long ago, and now you got Travis Kelsey doing this. This is a team that's gone to the Super Bowl three times, these guys at least, and uh, they've won two of them. You would think they'd be a little more seasoned, a little more calmed down, but uh, there's panic, I guess, looking at this. And in all likelihood, they are going to win the AFC West because – that's not a very strong division. Um, but as far as going far in the playoffs, I mean, you just dropped one at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. That ain't good. Also dropping Brock Purdy's chances for MVP because I tried sitting through the uh, Monday night game. I turned it on at the second half. You know, they were uh, the 49ers were down at home to the Ravens, 16-12. And I thought, okay, well, this is still a co- close game. But they talked about how Brock Purdy in the first half had three interceptions, and I watched him throw another one, and then the Ravens just ran them out of town, ran them out of Santa Clara, the Santa Clara 49ers, uh, looking a little um, anemic there. And I I really have a hard time believing Brock Purdy, after that uh, performance, is going to get the MVP. Um, Yeah. I make it sound like he's competing for the Heisman, but I mean, Jesus! I mean, these are each team is basically uh, the top tier team for their respective conference, and the NFC conference leader, uh, you know, pretty much shit the bed 
at home against the Ravens. So uh, that's uh, that's basically a look at the NFL. I know it went a little long, but I mean, God, it's uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Not a lot is happening. I mean, there is, but uh, everybody's just kind of mailing it in at this point. Uh, the, you, moviegoers are mailing it in because Hollywood's been mailing it in. Uh, they're talking about how Aquaman 2 is a bomb, and uh, it's only making a fraction of what uh, the Marvels made um, it, just about a month ago. And they're saying the superhero film is dead. It's it's now no longer a guaranteed moneymaker, and partially right. But Aquaman 2, despite the fact that it's probably not going to make back its budget, uh, is leading a very lethargic box office. Uh, it is beating a uh, prequel to uh, Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory, something that nobody asked for. So even this dead genre is winning this weekend, and it just proves that uh, well, all genres are basically struggling in Hollywood. I mean, outside of Barbenheimer and a few other um, ex exceptions to the rule, I mean, Hollywood has struggled this year, and I don't think it's just because of the strike. They can't figure out how to tell a decent story, and yeah, people are getting tired of uh, guys in tights beating up on other guys in tights, but what else is there? And if uh, there's nothing into icing, they're going to stay at home. So, uh, And I did watch the first Aquaman tonight. We have that on Blu-ray, and it is a very entertaining movie, but uh, I'm still kind of dragging my feet to go see Aquaman 2, especially with um, uh, the bed shitter in there. Okay, so... Kind of keeping with the Christmas miracle theme, uh, Christmas time, uh, I guess just a few days ago down in Georgia, this is a concrete company, a uh, very amazing story. This guy got uh, stuck in a hopper, and somehow uh, he ended up under 15 feet of rock, uh, with which weighs tons, and they had to run air hoses down there to get him, and they pulled him out. They had to you know, lifeline him to the hospital, but only as a precaution. Apparently, he's okay. Uh, suffered uh, only like a bruised foot and sore back, but uh, yeah, stranger things have happened. Very, uh, very good feel-good story. Well, maybe not for him because he probably feels like s. But hey, at least he's alive to feel like you know crud. Um, I I couldn't imagine something like that. I mean, I'm I'm in pain anytime uh, one of my kids slams a toy on my foot or I stub my toe against something here at home. Uh, which uh, both incidents have happened earlier today. Um, <laughs> this guy <laughs> had rocks on top of him, and a lot of it. Uh, no, no word yet as to if he's in a big hurry to get back to work. Okay, so menu anxiety was something I talked about with Gen Z because they can't, they don't want to talk to wait staffs. But as much as I poke, poked fun out of them for doing that, um, after reading this story out of Ohio, I. I have a little more anxiety about going to restaurants now, um, and more specifically drive-throughs. And I'm thinking about my experiences at restaurants, uh, fast food establishments here in uh, the Fort Wayne area. Uh, this is just around Columbus, but uh, uh, a Columbus area McDonald's had to be closed down after um, uh, a, a customer came back after going through the drive-through and found a crack pipe in his breakfast. Uh, meal bag. He brought it in and he's like, yeah, you, you probably want to make sure this doesn't end up in a Happy Meal and left. And then uh, not too long after that, the health inspector came by and shut the place down for numerous violations. I mean, I don't know if they were able to prove 
whether or not the uh, the crack pipe did in fact come from an employee or maybe if this is just a customer uh, trying to pull something. But I mean, if the customer is not uh, asking for money or anything, it's looking more like uh, there's some problems going on at this McDonald's. But they're talking about how construction was going on in this establishment and uh, dust from the work was on workstations where food was being prepped. Uh, things were not being properly cleaned. Uh, just a ton of violations. Um, so, you know, we go from, okay, I'm afraid to ask the waiter for another glass of water to, well, um, is is my uh, guy behind the griddle actually sober? Does he have a record? Is he dealing out the side? And, and I'm being serious when I say this crap. I mean, I've been to a McDonald's here in Fort Wade. Um, with my girls, they like playing in the little playland, but uh, I hate going to that one because the trash is always overfilled and uh, they don't ever clean the dining area. They, they just expect everybody to be out in the drive-thru. And the, the quality... The quality of service with a lot of fast food establishments has gone down. I'm not saying every fast food establishment is like this. And I'm not saying every McDonald's is like this. But there are clearly examples where the I don't give an F uh, is in full effect. And uh, it's, it's kind of a sad commentary about both the workforce and what we're willing to put up with. And the fact that... Um, you know, you have, it, it takes something like this for the health inspector to go in and see that the store overall is struggling. Now, also kind of concerning as we go to uh, Washington, D.C., this is uh, this is basically uh, end-of-year uh, society failing episode of the Mike Davidson Lewis podcast, but uh, D.C. recently, uh, they had another one of those smash-and-grab robberies at a, uh, at a Chanel store, some very pricey items. And it was all caught on security camera, but uh, the police are investigating the security guard because he fired a shot. Nobody was hit, nobody was injured, nothing terrible happened. But they're investigating the security guard for excessive force. Uh, I believe those who stole things got away. Cops not exactly doing their job there. But hey, if they can color somebody, well, why not somebody that's actually sticking around? Makes them look a little more productive, right? Uh, hey, uh, last podcast uh, talked about how uh, New York State is trying to pass this bill with Chick-fil-A, uh, basically at uh, rest areas. Chick-fil-A is only open six days a week. That's how they roll. They're only open six days a week. They're closed on Sunday. Uh, their ownership, very devout Christian. And this new law would have every restaurant that is at a uh, rest stop open. So Chick-fil-A would have to stay open. And my, my uh, point was, like, the only reason they're doing this is because they're hemorrhaging money, they spend too much, and their tax base is getting smaller. And if I'm Chick-fil-A, I either pull out of those uh, rest stops, build down the road, or, you know, I start pulling more and more Chick-fil-A's out of the state and building in areas where I know I can turn a buck without being hassled. I know a lot of people are citing the, the freedom of religion thing, and, you know, I, I get it. I mean, it does seem a little... Uh, Sinister. I don't think it's necessarily illegal what they're doing. They're not saying don't be a Christian. They're just saying if you're going to utilize this, you have to do as we say. And Chick-fil-A can always just say, yeah, uh, screw that. Uh, we're going elsewhere. 
but uh, on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, the state of New York over the past year um, has lost over 102,000 people. Uh, at least, uh, you know, to, they've gone to places like Texas and Florida down south uh, because crime is rampant, taxes are up, and uh, it's just as a uh, as one retired New York City cop says, it's just that where I'm at now is not a good place to raise a family. And uh, this was a city that uh, uh, before Rudy Giuliani became a caricature of himself, you know, 30 years ago he was the mayor of that city. And uh, basically, there was a re rejuvenation of it. Like, people felt safer, and businesses were opening up, and it was a better New York City. Um, it's a far cry from that now. And the state of New York is a far cry of that now, because they are passing uh, legislation that's cumbersome and uh, does take money to, to fund. And they've gotten to the point where now they're harassing Chick-fil-A for being closed on Sunday. But Chick-fil-A goes, hey, could always go, that's your problem, and move on. Homelessness is a big problem in uh, the United States. Um, I just saw this, and they, I think the, the official number is north of 500,000 people that they're saying, uh, they're saying basically, is the population of how many homeless people we have in the United States. Like, uh, the great, the, uh, not, not the greater Boston area, but uh, the Boston city limits, you could fill with just homeless people, match their population person for person. Um, but they're saying that that might be undercounted due to the fact that uh, COVID relief has ended. Uh, some people are uh, losing jobs, dealing with inflation, drug problems. Of course, we have a my, uh, an immigrant crisis on the border uh, that nobody wants to talk about uh, so we might have quite a few people out there like this might eclipse that and you're noticing that in, in a lot of areas and you know here in Fort Wayne we noticed that um, uh, I live just outside of Fort Wayne in a little town and every now and again uh, I'll notice more and more panhandlers in places I didn't even think they would do um, It's it's become more brazen and I'm not excusing the economy as a reason for them to be homeless, but that is, that is, there's a lot at work here. And uh, when people are desperate for money, desperate for food, desperate for other things, you know, you can only imagine how dangerous things can be. It's a to-be-continued. Um, I'll try to link that up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page when I get the chance. Um, vaccines. Uh, the last few years have been kind of controversial, especially with COVID. Um, and I do believe that uh, we're medicating ourselves way too much with too, way too much. And uh, this story kind of proves that uh, in New Mexico, New Mexico University, University of New Mexico, um, they are working on a vaccine that will help fight against bad cholesterol. And I know there are medications that help with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and all that. But it, it almost seems like that there's a, a method out there that involves not putting things into your body and lowering bad cholesterol. You know, not, not eating, you know, carbohydrates, not eating too much red meat, the like, the nine. You know, it's just... Uh, now we've gotten to the point where we're like, okay, let them eat what they want. Let the drug companies make the, what they want. 
We'll just say that this protects against bad cholesterol. Um, no, this is not the way to go. If you if you found a vaccine against AIDS, if you found a vaccine against uh, cancer or something, that's one thing. But if there are things that are manageable and avoidable, uh, you should be encouraging people more and more to eat healthier, not looking for a way to uh, you know make profit. But that's where we're at uh, nowadays. Like I said, this is not a very uplifting episode. There's a lot. I, I, I found quite a few heavy things here uh, before coming up uh, just because I, I wanted to avoid doing a year in review and, you know, where people don't talk about anything at the end of the year. There are things going on. Um, so uh, one of the things that kind of comes up every now and again with the podcast um, is uh, the rise of artificial intelligence, and it is a danger. Uh, not just the obvious uh, Skynet on the rise type of thing, but just what other people will do with AI. Uh, and Stanford has released a uh, study talking about the dangers of simulated child pornography, where uh, some very, very terrible people will use it to recreate situations that only a pervert could find satisfying. And it's just... Uh, it makes your blood run cold, especially uh, me. I mean, I'm father of three, and, um, you know, anybody can do anything with anybody's face now. And uh, that's, you know, I've been saying it all year long, even with uh, the Hollywood strike. There's a lot that I don't agree with with Hollywood, but uh, the fact that your face could be used in perpetuity uh, for anything by any company, by any studio, without your consent, is a little unnerving. And they can do this with anybody. And they can do this with your kids. And it's only going to get worse. This is something that bears watching. Okay. Uh, something a little more lighthearted, I guess. I promise. This has to do with uh, uh, Disney, oddly enough. Uh, but this was a viral video, TikTok, and uh, this woman. And by the way, I, I, I wish that this was there was a way to settle things without having to go to TikTok because it almost sounds like uh, like a protest when you have to go to social media and talk about what a company did or what somebody you know did, and like you know everybody gets outraged and all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, this woman talked about how her parents wanted to do something nice for the kids and uh, decided to pay for a big old Disney vacation, Walt Disney World, you know, the, the resorts, the parks, food, souvenirs, you name it, the whole nine, and they went to Sam's Club to buy a bunch of uh, gift cards to fund this, like Disney, what they thought were Disney gift cards, and uh, the, the grandparents, uh, the, I guess the grandma or something called up uh, this woman in the video, and, and the uh, woman talked about how she was talking to her mom, and her mom was having trouble getting the code to go through from the card to uh, the receptionist on the other line. So she checks it out, and it turns out these gift cards were, they were Disney, but they were Disney Plus gift cards. And their her parents bought, like, I think over $100,000 worth or something. Well, maybe not a hundred thousand, like ten thousand dollars. That was it. They they bought way too much. 
Uh, and they bought this at Sam's Club. And it's just, it, this is like when old people and technology collide and they don't understand and they don't ask questions. But, you know, the thing is, is like if you're trying to set this up, and by the way, they did find a way to get this all paid for and squared away and the, the vacation was not canceled due to, you know, senility. But, I mean, if you're going to sync this up and do it, because, like, going to Disney takes some planning. I mean, my, my parents took us all to Disney, like, years ago. And I know like, it took, like, a better part of a year just to plan going to Disney. Um, but, like, if you're trying to set it all up, you don't do it, like, the week or two before, right? You would actually set it up, make sure you had the right stuff. You know, this just seems like it was very half-assed. And I know that's not like what you say when somebody's in a bind like that, but yeah, I mean, if somebody else is paying for it, uh, you want to make sure that you're actually going to this damn thing. And uh, they barely did it, and then, of course, they were saved by a TikTok video. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus cards. I mean, they didn't even think, oh, yeah, uh, so what does this get me at the park? But then a guy went on a rant about uh, the McCrack pipe earlier in this podcast, maybe... Uh, a similar employee at Sam's Club. All right, uh, let's wrap it up with this. Um, there is an epidemic in Florida, and it's happening more and more often. Uh, police are warning about the rise of golf cart wrecks because you have a lot of old people down in Florida. You have uh, a lot of people living on country clubs, and you just have rowdy youths. Uh, uh, you know, out of school, looking to do uh, no good. So, you know, they're uh, rolling around in their golf cart gangs or whatever. But uh, they're talking about how, like, uh, you know, there'll be the housewives that get drunk and don't know how to drive these things. People overcharging them, over do, going over the speed limit. And they even talk about some incidents of golf carts exploding. Exploding. Yeah, uh... How fast are you going in those things? I mean, you have to be going a full 15 miles an hour, right? Man, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. See, my my wife's dad had a golf cart, um, and he never went that fast. They lived out in the country. Um, I've never seen anybody do anything really stupid on a golf cart. Although I've seen plenty of people ride to gas stations on a riding mower just to get a carton of smokes. Good old Kokomo. With that all said and done, till next time, stay fresh. Cheese You've guys. been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.